0: I'm Lynn Borton, host of Choose to be Curious, here with your morning dose of Curiosity to Go. This week I had the pleasure of interviewing Perry Zern, a professor of philosophy who has the enviable job of teaching about curiosity at American University. In what looks to be the start of an exciting partnership, he and I took on the real power of curiosity. I may have been nibbling about the edges, but this time we went right to
1: it with his assertion that curiosity is political. And what I mean by this is that we can get trained to ask certain questions and just those questions and to, or to take certain objects as, as the objects of our curiosity and not other objects. Curiosity, I think, when it's insubordinate, is when it moves to unexpected questions. It moves to unexpected questioners, and I think that's what can permit social change. So that curiosity, the ways that we ask questions, the people who end up asking the most dominant questions, this is all within a political framework. It doesn't curiosity never exists outside of politics. So I'm interested not in what curiosity is, but in how curiosity moves, mm. and then in how it moves us. And so one of the things I really want them to come away with from this class, the power of curiosity, is that this is one of those tools that can revolutionize the world. And that is that is empowering, but that is also a deep responsibility. How do I use this thing called curiosity for good? How do I, How do I make the world a better place? How do I attend to the questions and to the people who've gotten passed over? How do we use this thing called curiosity as a power for good and most
0: especially attend to the people and questions that have been passed over? Choose to be curious is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life I always appreciate when my guests bring a new way to think about not just this topic of curiosity, but of larger questions about life and liberty and our collective pursuit of a more perfect union. You can hear the rest of my conversation with Perry Zern this week right here on Radio Arlington, Wednesday morning at 10 and Friday at noon. And while I have you, I want to share a few moments of a conversation I had with historian Susan Strasser and poet Marsha Cole, who are also attending to the questions that have been looked over. They joined me in choosing to be curious about lynching. I'd heard Susan Strasser present on A White Historian Confront Slavery some months earlier, and I was profoundly moved by her determination to re-examine what we think we know about slavery and its ugly antecedent racism she didn't put it in so many words then, but she made a potent case for choosing repeatedly to be curious about our own history and culture.
2: All kinds of stereotyping, all kinds of prejudice and all kinds of racism are, are fundamentally incurious because they start with, with an inability or unwillingness to imagine other people's humanity, other people's lives. But although the noose has become the symbol of lynching, many people who were lynched were burned to death or shot. Sometimes they were shot and then their bodies were hung up as if they had been hanged. Sometimes they were hanged and then their bodies were shot up. I mean, the the, the horrors of the treatment of these people's bodies is is really horrifying.
3: The first picture that I saw in a history book when I was taking a class was of William Biggerstaff. Staff. And he was uh, suspended there, ho- hooded and suspended, and surrounded by a small group of people in that particular image. But what I noticed was the a ring on his left finger. Mm. And that spoke to me of a human connection. And that picture says to me, someone loved him, someone was waiting for him, and someone would not see him again alive. In the process of being curious, I put myself in the shoes, in this case the noose of the victim, mm. or in the midst of the crowd. That kind of of imagining and based upon what I know and what I could as a human being can imagine, that is the source of my my poetry, my
2: writing. These horrific, uncomfortable facts of history have to be faced, and if we're going to change as a culture, as a society, we have to recognize that change, change is hard, change is not easy, and that there's no way to do it without going through discomfort. Mm-hmm.
0: It was not an easy conversation, but that show will stick with you. You can hear the rest of it and all my other previous shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and Facebook, all at Choose to be Curious, and on my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you'll follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. Now, all my shows are not this heavy, I promise. And choosing to be curious can be playful, joyful, even. When I was a kid, my father used to cheer us on in our Easter egg hunts with a little ditty that has become practically a household anthem. If you change your point of view, you will see something new. As kids, my brother and I would take his words to heart, scampering up trees and lifting flower pots in search of the elusive foil wrapped chocolate eggs. It was all about the fun of discovery, about crawling around on our bellies and hanging from high places, that joyful abandon and willingness to get dirty in our spirit of discovery can and arguably should carry into the harder places. So, as you go into your day, how might you change your point of view to see something new, to attend to something you might once have overlooked? Go ahead, choose to be curious.